Today's episode of The Watch is brought to you by the new HBO series, Any Given Wednesday with Bill Simmons. The new show will feature conversations with compelling guests from the worlds of pop culture, sports, entertainment, the arts, and technology. Any Given Wednesday with Bill Simmons will include field segments and Simmons' signature commentary on current events. Make sure to watch Any Given Wednesday with Bill Simmons premiering Wednesday, June 22nd at 10 p.m. on HBO. We're also brought to you by the new website, TheRinger.com, presented by Miller Lite. Go now and check out the latest in pop culture, sports, and tech at TheRinger.com. I need sports to have to clear the room. Stand up and walk. Now. Hello and welcome to The Watch. My name is Chris Ryan and I am an editor for TheRinger.com and joining me on the other line, he's got 50-yard line seats for Clegane Bowl. It's Andy Greenwald! Hey buddy, good to talk What's to you. What's up man? The re-up! We're re-upping, we're re-upping to talk about Game of Thrones because if there's one thing you and I don't do enough of, it's talking about Game of Thrones. Beats the Except- Americans. What's going on man? So, one thing that's happened... We're gonna get into. We're gonna do some previewing of this week's episode. This week's episode is called "No One." Um, we yeah. took some questions this week, right? Yeah, we'll preview some... via your Twitter questions, which were decidedly, decidedly polite. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> I like the way your voice got gentle. Um, you know what else has been very polite has been the IRL response for the most part to our TV show. And I have to say, I just wanted to tell you a quick anecdote about today. Like in general, it's been a very New York experience where I've been walking in places in Brooklyn or on the subway, and people in a very New York way are like, hey, you do that thing, the, the Thrones thing. And I immediately flinch because I assume this they're going to say This guy's on the Johnny Carson show! <laughs> exactly. exactly. I assume three dudes named Cheech are going to reenact the best scene from Annie Hall. But yeah. I also assume they're going to be like, you do that, huh? And I'm going to be like, yes. And they'll be like, that sucks. But they haven't <laughs> said that. They've all been very nice. But today, I want to just get your take on one thing that happened to me today before we get into the preview. Today, sure, I love giving takes on things that happened to you. This is what I love this, the acidic burn of your subtweeting me while we're recording a podcast. Um, today's Wednesday, rainy day in New York City. Was in Manhattan, popped into a, a sandwich shop, shop A, to get a, uh, to get a to get a sandwich to sustain myself. And it was one of those places where there's only stand up seating. It was raining out. Stand up seating is an oxymoron. It was standing up around tiny tables. There was one dude crammed at this table. I was like, excuse me brother brother Clegane, could i just squeeze in here and did and you say it like desmond from lost were you like brother can i sit down there <laughs> yes i'll see you in the next pastrami brother and uh <laughs> and so i was like squeezed in there and then i was like this is this is you know what i love about new york this is what i'll miss like another dude like squeeze into this tiny table now i unwrap my sandwich and this is a sort of avant-garde sandwich place it's called number seven sub and you don't know what you're getting like you, you really the description's have no bearing on what sandwich you're getting. So I unwrapped the sandwich that I thought was just going to be like a standard hoagie, basically. But it was a hot mess, man. It was hot. It was melty. It was messy. Wait, and I was I, like... I don't want to get too carried away here, but this is... A, you You order food that you don't know what's coming. Well, you just list the ingredients. And I, I kind of... I did it in a hurry, because I was in a hurry. Man about town. And uh, the point being, it was one of those things where you're like, there's no good end to this, but you just got to dive in and complete the task. And I kind of thought there was a gentleman's agreement that when we are eating messy food, standing up in public, like we just leave each other alone a little bit. So just as I'm attempting to sort of like scoop something that might be avocado, but again, I didn't read the directions of the sandwich very clearly, into my 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 maw hound uh-huh. style, the dude yeah. next to me in a crisp button up is like, hey, I really like your HBO show. Which was super nice. <laughs> Did he think I you were like... Mark Duplass? <laughs> yes. Yes. How did you know? 
<laughs> How did you know? He, he thought uh, I was Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and he was a big fan of Ballers. So I really appreciated. <laughs> that's not the who he thought you were. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear that's who he thought I was. Um, do you do you think that we need to like? Is there an accepted code not to speak to people when they are being like visibly disgusting in public, or is that just in my head? No, I think it's nice. You know, you should you should enjoy it while it lasts. You know what I mean? <laughs> Believe me, I'm not counting on this lasting much longer. In fact, this was a fluke. I don't want to sound ungrateful. I really just want to know how where you stand vis-a-vis talking to people when they're eating things while covered in shame and avocado. Talk to me when I have cake in my mouth, man. I don't care. Come come have a seat, Baba Ganesh. Let's talk about it. Like let's let's eat whatever you want to do. Wow. I got cake in my mouth. I got avocado on my face. I got, you know, sriracha hands, whatever you need to talk about. Let's let's chat it out. Is this first of all, I completely support this and I hope everyone in your everyone in California who who goes to the same cake stores that you go to. Like <laughs> all the same Jewish weddings. This. this is quite Invite immediate. me to your Jewish wedding. <laughs> this is quite a media avail you're putting out there and I really appreciate that. You know what I mean? But I I I just I, I just I just don't know if I can go down that road with you, you know, like I, I, I but I wonder if this is and then we'll, we're moving on, I promise. But I wonder if this is one of those coastal divides that we're going to bridge just by proximity, because in I the same so. way where you were like, I listen to James Blake because it's so warm here. I need to feel chilliness in my soul again. Maybe <laughs> here in New York City, we're just on top of each other. And so I kind of wanted the avocado. You want the privacy in mozzarella. I wanted that to be a shield between me and the world. But you, there, I do you, think crave, your... you crave human contact. For your last few months in in New York, I do think that you should start playing up, like even after Thrones is over and nobody cares, just go into restaurants and be like, "Are you looking at me eating? Don't look at me while I'm eating." <laughs> I think I think I might. Can I just quick follow up before we move on? Um, yeah. Would you say that living in Los Angeles that you just want people to crash into you, just to like have an experience? Is that are, are people afraid to merge on the freeways out there? Yeah. Is it all true? People are afraid to merge on the freeway, Brett. Also, uh, by the way, no one eats cake there. Cake has gluten. Let's move on. Andy, we uh, we want to talk about the upcoming episode, episode eight of Game of Thrones. And to do that, we asked our uh, our buddies, uh, Twitter.com, and the followers that we have, or don't even Hasht- have followers. I mean, like they could just be buddies. people Hashtag saw it. And uh, we asked them for questions about the upcoming episode, about the season in general. So let's just get j- jump right into it. Um, sure. I, I'm looking at the thread that from, from when I solicited for questions, and I'm going to throw out this first one, and I'm actually going to answer it first. Oh, okay. Okay. So you just, right, you just sit shotgun here. Clayton Newman wants to know, after Ian McShane, what popular HBO actor or actress would you like to see crush one GOT episode and then die? And oh. I'm going to go with Ben Ben. Wait. <laughs> this is, we do too much work together because that was the joke I just had. I just had that joke in my back pocket. Brian Ben Ben replacing Littlefinger as the brothel master, <laughs> and then Littlefinger comes back for his spot and kills him. What do you think? I think it would be amazing if Brian Ben Ben was the head of the brothel, but then every time they cut to a scene of him, he just like cut back to a memory of when he used to watch <laughs> live theater about brothels when he was a child. I think that would be terrific. But by the way, fun fact: you know Brian Ben Ben is married to Hollywood goddess Madeline Stowe. Yeah, I definitely know that. Like, that is definitely one of the f- top five things that I know and respect to him. I-, I like that question. I thought that you were going in a different direction because one of the questions that I really liked that came in via the Twitter, and maybe you have it in front of you who it came from, was 
which it was basically like which talented British actor is still on the bench would you like to call and have them oh, come I didn't on see the that show? One. And I feel like it's pretty slim pickings at this point. You know, like Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are busy. Um, most everyone else has either been on the show or is dead or is secretly not British. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'd love I'd love to see Kingsley, but I feel like uh-huh. that's not that's not going to happen. How would you feel about Terrence Stamp just rolling up on the show? Love it. Love where your mind is going with this. What if he was the? What if he was on the show and he was playing his character from the Limey, just inexplicably in Westeros, <laughs> just tossing dudes down the Hollywood Hills? That would be great, dude. Just tossing hill dudes down the hills in the Riverlands. I would love that. Uh, the next question comes from your boy Chad uh, at Rev DJ Esk and he wants to know: uh, Aren't we running out of time for Sam to learn the Maester's ways? That's a long training to cover in two more seasons. I think it's a great question. I think that, uh, you know, I don't know too much about the Citadel. I believe it's set up much like Trump University in that you get what you pay. So I feel like he could definitely do the sped up course um, as long as he's willing to, like, basically sell his family's Valyrian steel blade. I'm sure that he will become a successful um, maester and real estate mogul just just through the course. No, I. it's a great Sam's question. Sam's been attending the University of the Streets for a minute, though. That's a really good point. Um I think this goes one of two ways. I think either it becomes clear that he doesn't need to know that much more, like as you're alluding, like he actually knows quite a bit and can be helpful in that way. Or the other option, I don't even really know. I mean, they have been doing some stuff with time, as we commented on After the Thrones last week. Like the trip that, that Yara and Theon took across the entire world Definitely seems like it would have taken longer than an episode. And I think in his yeah. call this week, our man Jason Concepcion ballparks that as like a, a journey of a couple months that they basically yada yada it. So will they do that to Sam at the Citadel? Because otherwise, I don't I don't know how long. I, can he really even get like a, you know, like a two-year community college Citadel degree? Like I, don't I know. Do you get an associate that. degree there? Or was that like a continuing ed situation? I don't he's know. Def- it's a good question. He's definitely not getting a bachelor's. Um, okay, so the next question comes from Never Holding the Door. Is the Iron Bank going to come after Davos for Stannis's debt, or are they over it? Very, very topical conversation, top, you know, debt forgiveness, very much in the oh. news these days. Well, can I amend my previous answer and say that Terrence Stamp, as the debt collector, the Iron <laughs> Debt Collector, would be an amazing character? Um, yes. This is one of those things where... I, this is one of those things where I think... That's not going to be mentioned. But, but that is the sort of thing, and, and Jason and Mallory can tell us whether this is true or not. That seems ripe for book exploration. But with relatively little real estate left on air, I can't imagine we're going to go down deeper into the banking rabbit hole. Um, unless someone was shorting Stannis's army, you know, like like Brad Pitt somewhere in the Riverlands. I, I, don't, I don't think we're coming back to that. Um, it, I just don't see where there's room. What do you think? Uh, I think that... The, you know, this is one of those plot lines that when we, I remember a couple of seasons ago, and as we've talked about this show for years, the Iron Bank of Bravos was weirdly something you and I were fascinated by. Yeah. And it feels like something in next season or the, you know, whenever it's going to, we're going to definitely see a previously on Game of Thrones and it'll be the Iron Bank, you know, and it'll have something like, you know, Daenerys will need money. John will, somebody will need money and that will come into play. But I don't think that there will be a major plot line where all of a sudden, like an army paid for by Bravos, is coming to collect money. And yeah, and certainly I, I just not think, from Stannis. I, I think one of the things that we've always really enjoyed about the show is its ability to go 
um, macro and micro in the you know in the same story in the sense that yeah for sure there there can be like an existential threat of an army of the dead marching on the world of the living but there's also the more quotidian concerns of how are people going to eat what do they believe in how are they going to pay for stuff it's just that as we get closer to the show's end game and as the, this, the plot literally is speeding up the macro is taking over i mean we are getting to the point where dragons yeah. are going to have to fly west the army that is going to have to be reckoned with so i just don't know i don't know how we're i don't know if there's room for another issue of rob report or whatever to, to deal with it this season, we've seen a lot of people, uh, they'll get two or three episodes, and then they're on the bench for three or four episodes, right? Mm-hmm. We haven't seen Bran since Hodor. Uh, oh, I think no, we, we haven't seen him since Benjen. Yeah, we haven't seen, well, we haven't seen Bran since Benjen, and we haven't seen Melisandre in a, in a minute. I don't even know what she's doing. Uh, but we haven't seen the Night's King in a minute, and somebody asked, uh, Scott Dickey asked, how does everyone know the Night's King name? He's never said it out loud to anyone. So do you think that in the epi- intervening episodes, Night, uh, the Night King is just putting out, just getting the propaganda out there, getting the word out? I, I think. <laughs> or I, I, do you think his yeah. name is Lloyd and this is just something that's caught fire virally? Like, do you think he's selling his own nickname? You know what I mean? Like, is, <laughs> yeah. is he been calling himself that in the third person? Use the hashtag Night King when talking about me. It's like, did, have you been paying attention to the fact that, you know, our, our, one of our one of our great heroes and baseball idols ryan howard is winding down his career in not the greatest fashion but he's trying to that's do one, something yeah winding down is one way to put it he, okay i'm just trying to be polite here but he's been replaced by by the oldest looking 20 something i've ever seen in my life tommy joseph and ryan howard got his name in the news last week not for losing his job or for striking out which he's he did both of those things last week but he was like yeah tommy we're calling him the scorpion and you could even feel in the article that tommy joseph's like nah <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not really doing that, man. Like, that's cool that you want to call me that, but that's not literally not cool that, that if anyone calls me that. So I think you've got to be careful with nicknames. I was wondering this, too. I don't know how this happened, considering we've never heard him speak. Only three people even believe he's a thing and, like, raised his arms. I, I, this is something that we should bring to Jason and Mallory, because I believe in the books there is a legend of the Knights King, plural, that yes. is a thing that people talk about in the same way they talked about the children of the forest, a sort of a myth- mythological thing. This dude is the Night King, and I have no idea why people know he exists. Okay, before we get on to our next question, let's just take a quick break for our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you can get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure you head to LootCrate.com slash watch and enter code watch to save $3 on any new subscription. Loot Crate is more than just a, subscrip- a subscription service, though. It's an entire community of fans that share their experience and interact with each other around the unboxing of each month's crate. And they've guaranteed $40 in value in every crate. Sometimes it's a lot more. Every month there's a different theme and all items are curated around that theme. Previous crates have included items from franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, The Walking Dead, The Legend of Zelda, and many more. And pop culture is full of brave new worlds and societies in flux that don't always turn out for the best. June's theme will be exploring some of the ways things can go wrong with Dystopia, featuring classics Robocop, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, and The Matrix, and new faves like Bioshock Infinite and Fallout 4. You'll get a figure, cool collectibles, and of course the dystopia monthly t-shirt remember you only have until the 19th at 9 p.m pacific to subscribe and receive that month's month's crate and when the cutoff happens that's it it's over so go to lootcrate.com slash watch and enter promo code watch to save three dollars on your new subscription today thanks to our other sponsor today indochino 
Chris, do you know that made-to-measure suits are now affordable and available to the masses? Did you know that? I, I do know that. It's so exciting. I went to the Indochino showroom in Manhattan, and a very kind, very ectomorphic male model named Moses, he hooked me up. So basically, you go into this place, and you look at different uh, fabrics, you look at different suit cuts and shirts and ties, and you can basically personalize it to whatever kind of style you want. It's very fun. They're very gentle. They did not mock me when I did not understand the difference between lapels or understand why one might want two vents in the back instead of one vent. You know that, though, right? (laughs) Are you a big vent guy? I'm a huge vent guy. I like to just have my suit be all vents, but go ahead. (laughs) You know... One of the options, Moses was wearing three pockets, and I was like, should I have three pockets? And the best thing about Moses is he was basically like, you should not have three pockets. I can do this, but you can't. But (laughs) they had many options. It was very cool. I was in and out of there pretty quickly, and now I'm getting emails saying my suit is being made. I'm going to wear it sometime when we record a podcast, but since we do it remotely, you won't know what time that is. There's a money-back guarantee. You can customize everything from the buttons to the inside of the, the, the suit jacket. You can get a monogram. Would you get a monogram? Uh, maybe. There are 14 unique measurements to go into making a suit that fits you perfectly, and you can't go wrong with the well-crafted 100% merino wool suit. Uh, also check out their made-to-measure dress shirts and men's accessories. There's a money-back guarantee. Today, our listeners get any premium suit for just $399. That is 50% off at Indochino.com when you enter watch at checkout. That's nuts. Plus, shipping is free, so there's no reason not to try your first custom-made suit with a deal this good. And a suit classic from their premium collection will look good, feel good, and last. That's Indochino.com, promo code watch, for any premium suit for just $399 in free shipping. Shipping. Indochino, your look, your way. And... If you get a purple stitching around your lapel button, you will get our respect. I feel like I can say that. <laughs> okay, Andy, this is a good one. What is your Game of Thrones starting five, and could they win gold in Rio? Now, I'm assuming this is for basketball because of a starting five, but I would allow you to expand this to any other sport if you wanted to. Wow. Any? Thank you. <laughs> any any sport. I could just... <laughs> perhaps I could feel the starting 11 because pulling five <laughs> names out of the top of my head on a live podcast, that's... Uh, so in basketball, who would you pick for a starting five? Yeah, let's okay. do it. We'll do a snake draft. Who's your number one pick for like best athlete on Thrones? Well, I think you. I think the number one pick is 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 the Hound because you always choose size. You know, you can right. teach skills, but you can't teach length. Right? Isn't that what? Isn't that yes. what your man Jay Billis always says? So, so you got to go for the dude who's like six eight and can literally dunk people to death. Right, and he could play stretch four because my first pick would be one one. <laughs> you're going even big you are we're assembling the sixers here tall teams win titles vince staples taught me that man Yo, also you trapped. know everybody's been everybody's been talking you know i i think that that's like i, I you know we, we're talking about the hound here do you you know would you put sandor next would you go huge or would you would you want a little bit of like speed and quickness off no you know, shame for, for, shame bell hound is sandor and and I only Sorry. feel comfortable shame belling you because I've definitely got that wrong when we were right. So TV would you pick his brother though, his reanimated brother? No, because I think you still have to be able to move. You know, this isn't this isn't the league. This isn't like the the this isn't the nineties. You know what I mean? Like you need to yeah. be able to be nimble. You need a big man who can pass. That's why I like the way you're thinking. We are basically Sam Hinkieing this team because we are choosing in in one one. You're choosing a, a foreign born player who is freakishly tall, whose language skills are questionable. And who most people have only, have basically the equivalent of only seen on tape. Like, they don't even yeah. believe he's real. He's only been posting up against chairs north of the wall. So I think that's smart. I think, I think the Hound doesn't like to share the ball, but I think he's no. nimble. 
He has some injury concerns, but he's worth the gamble. But after that, I think you got to get more playmakers. Yeah, I know you got to go. I think so for my backcourt, I think I'd go Braun Brienne. Whoa, this is still sizable. Those Brienne is huge. I mean, compared to some of the short stacks on this show, yeah, but like Sophie Turner's taller than Kit Harrington. It's hard to get an accurate <laughs> measurement. That's a, that's a good point. You know who you know who I'd want running the point though? Who? Take a little this is a little bit of left field. I'm going with the waif. Ooh. The waif is <laughs> the waif. She's, she's, the, because the waif is is quick. She's spiky. I like her attitude. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't talk a lot, but she sort of commands respect. I feel like she could really run a team. Uh, so my next question comes from Jeff Hebert or Hebert sandwiches one one two three. Good Twitter name. Do you feel the siege on Winterfell, which we assume is coming, sets up the redemption for Littlefinger followed by his death? Uh, mm. I think that there could be a third option there, which is oh. yet another betrayal. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's the. I like. I like the way you're thinking here. I mean, I, I think we all believe. That at the end of last week's episode, Sansa is writing to Littlefinger, which yeah. suggests that he's going to play a role in the upcoming battle to reclaim Winterfell. But yeah, I, I think that characters don't get, unless the show is totally its own thing and really is completely deviating from the books, in general, in this universe, characters don't get giant redemption moments before they die. They usually just die. So I, I, I think that Littlefinger has a role to play, a bigger role to play, even if we can't quite understand what it is yet. Uh, I want to ask you if from uh, Ryan Godovin, uh, if you could each have a Blackfish-esque battle name and spirit animal on your chest, what would they be? Do you have an answer for this? I think I would be, um, this is, it's, it's not animated. I think I would go with, uh, I would be the everything bagel. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta tell me why. I don't know. I can't think of anything else. You just think it's I'm delicious? <laughs> Yeah, they're they're delicious. I think it would make a good sigil. Um, I think I could be like the. I think I would be like the crystal goblet, like a wine glass. <laughs> yeah, I that's like good. to drink. I like to drink wine, and I'm extremely fragile physically. Do you think people would fear me? I think definitely the the sommelier that you'd be known throughout <laughs> the, the Riverlands. <laughs> it's the sommelier. I mean. Speaking of nicknames, there was there was that scene, right, with Jamie and Blackfish, where he's like, last week, where they call each other by their nicknames, and there was a little bit of, there's a part of me that I was like, these guys have waited their whole life for this. Like, it reminds me oh, of for dudes sure. who, play, who play Warhammer, and like, all day, they're like, hey, Jerry, hey, Bob, and they get down to yeah. the basement, and they're like, how are you, Dwarf Killer 6000? You know? Like, That's why I thought, like, I feel like the looking at the at the moat was really, like, a, an actor's choice, because they were like, how often do you get to act near a moat? I know. How, I uh, mean, how often do you get to a moat in front of a moat? Is that what you were going yeah. for? Yeah. Seriously. Let's do one more question here, Andy, because it's too perfect to end on. Uh, this is from Brimac1. Will Davos again call upon the sex pirate for help in the war to come? Ooh. Whoa, that question is just for me, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the question is, what kind of help could he provide? Because at this point, Salador San is the dude who you call who's basically like, we're going to go to Montreal for your bachelor party. You know, like that dude isn't helpful in a fight. Or probably at your wedding. But he's really, really helpful if you want someone to be super into going to Montreal for a bachelor party. You know what I mean? So if yes. Davos wants like a quick R&R, &R, if he wants like a Yara-like 
amuse-bouche before he has to just get back in it, then that's your dude. But I, despite all my hopes and dreams, I do not, do not really believe we're going to see that dude again, at least before like the happy ending when they all high five and it freeze frames in the credits right the, the return of the jedi dance party that they have at the end of game of thrones with the children of the forest playing the role of the ewoks <laughs> absolutely just, just, just all singing jub jub and throwing fire grenades <laughs> all right man uh that's all the time we have for this week andy thanks very much for let's thanks for doing the re-up uh and we'll be back on monday talking thrones and everything else you can watch after the thrones on hbo now or you know hbo and hbo platforms and hbo um and maybe it's broadcast on the side of the moon we just don't know chris what am i going to watch on the plane tomorrow oh god i hope they change the movies for my sake god i hope so too (laughs) fingers crossed for that buddy talk to you soon good job bradsky